All right. Here on Sports BKC Chiefs Podcast. Uh, I'd like to give a quick shout out to our main man, Kevin McLeod. Thank you for your royalty free music. Um, quite a badass intro, I must say. That is the exclusive intro to our Chiefs Podcast. And guess what? I got three fourths of the A team with me. This is Therese Paler. You're never going to believe this, but I'm B.A. Barakas. And in this situation, we got Hannibal Vahe Gregorian. Can I be Mr. T? No, boy. <laughs> I pity the fool who tried to take my spot. <laughs> and we got Sam. We got Murdoch in the house. What's going on, Sammy? I wish I had a good Murdoch reference to give you right now, but it's, it's been too long. I'm I getting think old. I'm, I think I'm the only one in this room that knows about the A-team, but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Some of y'all out there get it. But that's right. It's the A-team. Our man Face, Blair Kirkhoff, is on assignment. You know, Face is out there doing something. Shout out to Face, man. We miss you. Let's get you in the. Let's get you. Let's get you in the. Let's get you in the studio. I want the full A team next week. Straight up, I'm calling it right now. I want the full A team. But Vahe, how's it going, my man? Therese, it's going okay. Um, it's nice to share a mic with you, to share a pod with you. Yeah. Uh, a studio with you here at the Star Studio. Yeah. Um, but yeah, everything's good. Uh, we're we're just. Uh, uh, a wash and chief stuff right now, aren't we? We are, yeah. You know, yeah. almost like they're they're going to be in the playoffs. Yeah, ab- absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And we're gonna we're gonna. I gotta say, uh, I'm also gonna give a quick shout out to Smoothie King at Pure Recharge. It's basically the closest thing we've got to crack out there, other than Starbucks. Uh, so this this podcast and the energy we've got is. Uh, <laughs> A pretty good uh, is brought to you by the Pure Recharge Smoothie. I think you're going to have to speak for yourself because wow. yeah. I, didn't, I, didn't I didn't get that recharge. And, and the way Sam's slouching in his chair, I don't yeah. think he, he did either. So. It's time to turn it up. This coffee mug right here. Turn it up. Last time we talked to you was about the miracle of coffee when you had your first coffee discovery. <laughs> and I still love coffee. This coffee stuff works. Yeah. <laughs> Not in that language. Right. Not in that language. I was jacked up, too. I was ready to go. Let's write. Let's go. You know, you need that little boost in the morning time the older you get, right? That was a 2 o'clock in the afternoon I know. noon burst, as I recall. It, but, hey, we need it then, too. I, was it 2 o'clock? It was more like noonish. I mean, it was time to go. I, I needed it. But uh, anyway, we're, we're back in the mix here. And we got a 75 football team, fellas. A team that's won six games straight. And we're going to delve into plenty of Chiefs talk. We're going to take your questions. A lot of you guys sent us questions this week with the hashtag, Ask the A-Team. And I like it. And we're going to answer every one, of the, every one of those tweets, every one of those questions. Thank you. We appreciate that. And also, before we delve into some questions I've got for you guys, I want to say I'm, I'm taking this to the people. I want a name for this podcast, and I want a sponsor too. I'm not playing around now. This is good work. This is good stuff. This is good stuff. We work hard for you. We give you all the content you could ever want about the team you love. Royals Hat Podcast has a sponsor. Straight up, I want a sponsor right now. So we, I'm calling it out to the people. This is good stuff. I also want you guys to rate and review this podcast on iTunes. Straight up, that, that matters. That matters. So I want you to go to iTunes, rate us, give us a good review. I'm not playing around here. Uh, I feel like you've come in today with a real sense of purpose. Oh, there's a oh, there's a there's real sense edge. of purpose. There's yeah. an edge to it. Yeah. I'm coming yeah. with the Marcus Peters edge. I'm co- <laughs> this is me coming back to Oakland. Straight up. <laughs> I'm not playing around this week. You may be, but I'm not. All right. Does that mean you're gonna start shoving Vahe here in a second? <laughs> <laughs> I, I prefer he looks at me as Charles Woodson instead of uh, and he wants to hug me up. But, yeah, yeah I'm, I grew up in Detroit. I, hey, man, I got a soft spot for Charles Woodson. Like the same way Sam looks at Bo Jackson. That's how oh, I look at Charles mama. Woodson, man. That guy is awesome, man. Um, and he, he still can play, too. We saw that. Uh, Charles, Charles still has plenty of juice. But all right, enough of my grandstanding. Let's, uh, <laughs> let, let's, let's talk Chiefs. Let's talk Chiefs. And I got some questions for you guys. Also, before we actually before we dive in, I, I gotta say, I've heard the Jumpman Crow is gonna make an appearance in this podcast. Some of you don't know what that is, some of you do. 
But if you've heard and the you're song, you're talking to the guys in this room. Who yeah. Say that. <laughs> <laughs> but some of you, I know some of you know what that is. That Drake song, Jump Man. There's a crow that calls all throughout the background. But in my mind, it's on the exact same level of the rap triple air horn. So if somebody makes a good point, you might hear from the Jump Man Crow today. You might call that just cause. Just cause to hear yeah. from the Jump Man Crow. My good friend Jump Man Crow said he might come in. But all right, let's get into this Chiefs talk. I've got some questions for you guys. Our columnists who are paid to have opinions. I'm going to ask you some good questions. Um, and I was actually asked this yesterday on my weekly appearance on 610 Sports. And I, I thought this was a good question. And I thought it was a tough one, too. So give us some thought here. And I'm going to start with Vahe. But you think about this, Sam. If you could have Marcus Peters or Amari Cooper long term after what we just saw, because this is going to be a great battle for at least the next five years, as long as we know both those guys will be under contract with their team. Who would you take, Marcus Peters or Amari Cooper? Peters, the 18th overall pick. No, yeah, and Cooper, number four overall pick. Who you take, Vahe? What I, I think what Cooper is meant to the Chiefs, I, I, what Peters is meant to the Chiefs. I, I keep confusing them. The Marcus thing is getting me. Um, <laughs> it, what he's meant to them, I, I think, is a little bit transformative. I, I, he did that was not his best game uh, at all the other day, but he had great minutes in that game. Um, I realize that they need a they need somebody else to go with Macklin, mm-hmm. but I, I, maybe I'm just smitten with the moment. But I but I want I want Peters. I, I want Peters in that scenario. I I think he changes that defense a little bit. And I'm going to add something here. Marcus Peters had five interceptions this year. You guys remember how many interceptions the Chiefs had all the last year? Only because you told me it was six. I think all six. last season. He's 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 probably going to have as many interceptions this year as the whole team had last year. But don't let that affect your opinion, Sam. Who are you taking? <laughs> I, I actually saw a good uh, pro football focus stat, um, and now I guess I can't remember if it was before or after the Raiders game, but uh, Peters had more interceptions and more touchdowns against and, and more balls thrown against him than mm-hmm. like any other cornerback <laughs> in, in the league. So, uh, you know, which kind of fits who he is. I mean, mm-hmm. he's he's going to make something happen, you yeah. know, one, <laughs> one way or the other. Um, but so let me preface this by saying that I, I, I think that uh, I am all freaking in on Marcus Peters. Um, I love the guy. I love how he plays. Um, I think I would be very surprised if Cooper and Peters do not make multiple Pro Bowls, right. uh, multiple All-Pro teams. Um, I, I think both those guys are incredibly talented. I, I think that um, Amari Cooper has – um, you know, we focus on Peters, but I think Amari Cooper has some rough edges oh, to him, does. too. Those focus drops, um, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he dropped the, the – that was a fourth down, one of his drops, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then he had another one later in the game. Um, he is – he went into that game second in the league and dropped passes mm-hmm. uh, behind Mike Evans, so he might have the lead down. Um, look, I, I would take either one of those guys yeah. and, and be thrilled with it, but um, I, I think I would take – Marcus Peters, I, I think that uh, in large part because I think cornerbacks are harder to find than wide receivers. I, I, I think you can, and I, I don't say that to diminish Amari Cooper's talents um, at all, but I just think that a guy that does what Marcus Cooper can, or <laughs> what uh, Marcus Peters can do, is in my head now, um, <laughs> is it, just harder to find. Absolutely, and you, you and I agree on uh, the radio show. Shout out to Danny and C Dot and Drive. Uh, yeah, great question. And I agreed because finding a shutdown corner or a potential Pro Bowl corner in today's NFL is harder than finding a good receiver. And here's the thing with Cooper. like It's not like he has bad hands. He has good hands. He just has focus drops. And he had them at Alabama. Like, he's got to get that mental part down and really lock in. And so he can't, he can't drop all these passes. That guy's too good for that. Um, and Peters has his rough edges too. But I think actually on this team, he's got a coach he respects who lets him be himself. Andy Reid is not going to change who Marcus Peters is, and that's important. You can't go changing who guys are. you got to rein them in a little bit. But Marcus Peters' passion is what makes him the player he is. Like, in, And if he can harness that for good, he has a chance to even be a leader in a way because guys who care about winning that much can affect their teammates. Now, if he lets it get out of control, he won't be that. He can't be that. But he's got to actually – if he can rein it in, he's got – He's. I mean, he's really got a chance to be – he's already been a transformative figure on the defense. But 
you know, he's got a chance to be a special player for him and a more valuable player because it's hard to find really good corners. It's funny because we were talking about this a lot during the game and before the game the other day. I think, and, and it's hard to uh, measure this exactly, but we were all isolating on him for portions oh, yeah. of the game and before the game. And I, it's hard to think of many guys you've seen that just overcome by where he's playing in that moment. And I did not see the uh, specifically see the vomiting, but as, <laughs> as he as he stated it later, it was it wasn't because of the stuff that gave him cramps later. It was overexcitement at, during a game. You hear about this all the time before a game, but yeah. but during it, it, it's remarkable. I to just me. like I look at a guy who's his problem, the the way that um, he's going to hurt you is that he cares too much. Right. Like that's that's the issue that right. he's like too locked in and too focused on the game. Like that's the problem. Like that's sign me. Yeah. What are we gonna do with this guy? He loves yeah. to play. I mean, that's I, I think that's awesome. And play, the the guy could be a senior in college this year too. Right. right. Like let's not let's not forget you know how young he is. I don't think we're ever gonna get beyond. You know, I, I would be legitimately surprised. I just said I'll be, I'll be surprised if he doesn't make multiple all all pro selections. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Uh, but I would also be surprised if he goes through a season in the next five seasons without at least one unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. Oh, there's like, no he's way. Gonna he's going to have that. He's going to have those. But I think that you live with that because, yeah. um, you know, like if, if you take that away, I just think he's not, he's not an overly, like by NFL cornerback standards, he's not like this incredible athlete. Right. Um, that gives him the edge. That Yeah, it's his brains. Right. And it's his passion, right? And and I think that you can't, you have to protect that, and you have to cultivate that, and and you have to trust that his desire to do good for his team will motivate him from within to to you know smooth out some of those edges. And let me, let but me I'm s- all in with that. Guy. I'll tell you I, some of Mar- Marcus Peters isn't going to tolerate losing now. Yeah. You know, that's not a guy that's just like he's not a you know he's not a you know. The chick steal coming on Tuesday guy. Right. He ain't one of those guys. Right. You know, you lose in the game, he's mad, and that's a good thing. And the thing is this, too. They don't have a whole lot of guys in that locker room that are as uh, passionate in a – in like that are as uh, – that have his temperament. There's not a lot of guys like that. So, like, within this locker room, he really helps give them an edge. And mm-hmm. um, I, I really don't think we're talking too much about Marcus Peters because I think – He's been one of the more entertaining guys to watch this year and a reason that this defense has an edge. Now, one one other thing here that I think is important to consider, and we're, I'm going to ask you guys because I think I've come around on this. If Chiefs make the playoffs, whether they win and lose the first-round game, they're absolutely in win-now mode. Is that right? Mm-hmm. They're in win-now mode. Sean Smith is going to be a free agent corner. He's going to be 29 next year. They drafted Peters, you would think, to replace Smith long term. But we've seen the way those two feed off each other. And we've seen the way Sean Smith interacts with the younger DBs. He's he's a loved guy in that locker room. And the Chiefs might have the most demonstrative pair of corners in the (laughs) NFL. And I think that gives that defense an edge. I know he's a big guy. And common sense dictates you don't pay a big corner who's about to turn 29. But if you're trying to win a Super Bowl next year and you can get out of NFL contracts after a couple years, I think there's really something to be said about making a push to keep Sean Smith. Because Martin Phillip Gaines is coming off that ACL injury, right? And you're going to need every corner you can get because Parker's still better at safety. I think you need to bring back Sean Smith now. I'm officially on that train. I think you need to go all in for winning the Super Bowl next year. How much longer is Jamal Charles going to be in his prime? He's already coming off the injury. Like, I think they need to bring back Sean Smith. We've seen the way those two play off each other. I like what he means to Peters. Peters listens to him. I like what Peters means to Smith, too. Absolutely. I think think Smith takes some of that edge, some of that energy from Peters. I think that's a really good – and you can't just have one good corner. No, you you know That that can't be a thing where you just, well, we got this one guy. We're we're okay at that position. Yeah. I mean, and especially because of, like, how they play their defense – aggressive press cover you know like all this stuff like I, I think Sean Smith is a great fit for them absolutely it's if I, had- I, I I think that too and, and this is a little different than what you're saying but it's along the same lines watching the way Eric Berry's playing right now oh. and and I think Parker's more and more comfortable too and and it, it, I, this is the first time in the few years I've been here that that I look at their defensive backfield as a real advantage overall 
Yeah. Now, it, maybe you guys have seen it differently. Maybe maybe two years ago they were they had a little something more no. than I'm remembering. But this this is I on, feel that's like an on point I feel take. like it's, that's that's a plus for them. That that area of the game right now. Is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and. And, but if you don't, the jump mind, man crow agrees. Hey, and the Barry thing. How about how about him? I, I don't. I don't mean to take That's us okay. off topic That's too good. much, but he had three pretty big hits on that first series, setting the tone of the game the other day. I mean, those are the as good hits as I've ever seen him make. And um, I still don't know how uh, was it was Crabtree. I don't know how he caught that ball in the end zone. That was a hell of a catch. That was a great catch. That was a grown-ass man throw. I mean, he was just drilled on both yeah, sides. Great we, throw, great catch. We all agree the Raiders are going to be a problem for the next three years, yeah, right? they're going to be good. Sure, the Raiders yeah. are going to be good. Yeah. And they got a boatload of cash to spend this offseason. Del Rio's a good coach. Those guys are going to be a real problem. They don't even have everything they need up front yet. Mm-hmm. You know, when they get everybody, yeah, that's going to be a good team. Um, and – so we all agree. I mean, do you agree? I, you bring I, back I, Sean Smith, yeah. Sam. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I you know, without having the, like the specific numbers right, in front right, of us and how right. it would work, but in general, I would I would want to make that a priority. Absolutely. Uh, offensive line, and, yeah. and but after that, I think Sean Smith's right up there. Yeah. Do they? If the guys, sorry, Trez, I don't want to. Okay, go ahead. Go conducting ahead. here, but if you're making me think of the offensive line, it, if they could just get stabilized with the guys they have right now and and not. Not have all these injuries, not have all the, the ups and downs. Is, is, was that starting five that we saw for whatever it was, four straight games? Is, is, is that a yeah. good enough starting five? Um, and good enough is a funny question because good enough for what? But well, it, it sure seems to me like they, they got a lot more foundation with that group than, well, than they'd had. You've got a right guard that's talented but can still get better. So he, he's going to get better with time because he still is learning how to play at this level. Um, the center's pretty good. Morse is going to be a good player in yeah. this league. I think Fish is going to be a good player. I know what you saw. He was hurt. Like, Fish is going to be a good player in this league, too. And I think Jeff Allen's been important for them. I think Jeff Allen can play. I think play, Jeff man. Allen can play. Yeah. I think he's been good for them. Yeah. He's brought an attitude. Like, he wants to be here. I can tell you now, Jeff Allen wants to be here. But he's got a, he's got a family. He's got a kid. Like, just like Jay Howard. Jay Howard wants to be here. Y'all can take that to the bank. He wants to be here. But they got to do what's best for their families. Both those guys have young families with kids. Like, they, they want to be here. But they're going to have to do what's best for them. Uh, but I, I would I would absolutely think about bringing back Jeff, Jeff Allen. Um, right tackle. I, thought, I think Jari's giving him some good stuff. Whether they bring him back, I don't know. I mean, at some point, maybe you invest in a right tackle with another yeah, high pick. You know? I, I think that's a place that you can yeah, improve. Maybe you invest in a high tackle. Sure. Um, you know, and I, I think that would be a worthy investment. Yeah. You know, there's some guys. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that will be uh, – that's got to be a priority firming up that line. It, it's hard <clears> – <throat> excuse me, it's a hard evaluation to make in a lot of ways because there's been so many injuries and, and movement because of injuries and movement because of just bad performances. You know, I, Blair made a good point um, in the story that he wrote this morning, um, and I just – I guess I hadn't, like – Articulated in my head, but they've got four guys that have played multiple positions on the right. offensive Unbelievable line. Unbelievable flexibility! Pretty crazy. Uh, so I, I and that's I, I've actually like for a story I'm working on for later this week. I watched um, all of uh, of Alex Smith's dropbacks mm-hmm. um, since his last interception, and it seems like he's done. One of the reasons that that interception streak is so impressive is because of the offensive line, because um, they've had some issues here and there. But it seems to me that. The problems, the pressure that they give up seems to come in bunches. Yeah. I, I don't I don't have a stat to back that up, but I was charting the you know, his dropbacks. It seems like when there's one one drop back where he gets pressure, he's about to get sacked, he's about to get pressure again. It it sort of comes in, in waves like that. So I, I don't know if that's a scheme thing or if that's a mental toughness thing on, on the lineman. When you um, say waves, I, Sam, by the way, is that waves from the same same spot coming through or is it it's just I think it's like, a little bit of both yeah. yeah yeah so I don't know that that's something that that they that they need to look at but um they have some good players like you know I think we agree about Jeff Allen um I, I think Eric Fisher I feel like I think Eric Fisher is more is better than I feel like most Chiefs fans think he is I think Mitch Morse is going to be very good. Be good. I mean, he, he's going to be like a top ten kind of center, I would think. Yeah. And and I, did I, I did think, you know that coming in, by the way? No. Did you, I, I thought that was going to be a long shot. Pick. Yeah. Oh, I, really? I thought he was yeah. going to take some time. Yeah. I, I thought he'd be good, but I long term is what time. I should say. Yeah. I, yeah, not 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 a instant I, impact. I know people crushed that pick. I I was I was okay with it actually because I thought 
Look, when you, you need, when you're looking for an interior guy, smart. He's got to be smart, which Mitch Morse is, and he's got to be tough. Mm-hmm. If you got a smart, tough guy who can move the way he does, you know, I'm a dork. I watch the combine drills after the combine. I go home, I record it. I go, that guy was shuffling his feet. I'm like, oh, Mitch can move. And I, I covered him in Missouri. I always liked him as a guy. Mitch Morse loves football, just like Marcus Peters. And I'm like, you know, it's not a sexy pick. Everybody wants Tyler Lockett. But, like, I, I figured Mitch Morse was going to end up being a good player. Although I will say I had him as a guard. I thought he'd be a guard in this league, and he's turned out to be a center. And he's a big guy for a center, too. So physically, he's the ideal profile for a center. And I'll also say this, too. Fulton, I like him as center, man. I think, I think that's, that might be his best position, in my opinion. I was um, surprised when he came in. Which, which game was that? Uh, against the Rams? Where he, uh, yeah, well, in the preseason, oh, yeah. but then yeah. um, just like a week or two ago, yeah, he against came Buffalo, in. Yeah, Buffalo, yeah. Really well. Not one bad snap against either. A really tough offensive or defensive line. Too. Not one bad snap for Zach Fulton. And he gets movement at the point of attack. And Andy Reese said he's a smart guy. Um, you know, Zach Fulton's got a chance, at the very least, to be a very good depth guy because he can play right guard and he can play center. Yeah. So, one, one quick thing about Mitch that, that was interesting to me. I talked to Gil Brandt last week for something I was doing on Alex Smith. Mm-hmm. And out of the blue, he just starts gushing about Mitch. And I think it was, he was talking about seeing him at the combine and that he was out there catching passes one-handed and, and throwing the ball 50 yards downfield. All these things that, mm-hmm. it, it, that he thought showed different sort of athleticism. And he, he said he called Dorsey after the pick to – to congratulate him because he thought he had a really um, special guy there. And for everybody that thought they reached on Mitch Morse, you know, the Chiefs say, the Chiefs say they thought that they knew Seattle was going to take him. Mm-hmm. And they, they got, this front office has connections to Seattle, John Snyder, who used to be here. Um, they thought Seattle was going to take him. Dorsey used to work right. in Seattle, right? right. For so, like a year? Well, I don't know if he did. I, did I he? he from I mean, Green Bay to I, Seattle for one year. year. Okay, one year, all right. right. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, I mean, he's, he's got connections to Snyder. So, yeah. like, he, you know, it. That's probably pretty good information. Right. Uh, so there was no way Mitch Morse was last into the third round. There were some guys I liked. I, I liked Havenstein from Wisconsin. He's been starting for the Rams. Because I figured, hey, they need a right tackle. They were going to have to take care of that position at some point. Because even if they draft one next year, he's not going to be good next year. That's going to be – he's going to be learning on the job. So – but Mitch Morse has been good for him, And they didn't have to pay Rodney Hudson uh, a, a large sum of money. And they're, they're going to have Mitch Morse on the cheap for four years. So that was a good pick by Dorsey. Um, so we got four games left here. And I want to know, real quick, give me your prediction for the rest of the season. These guys, what, what, do, what do you think their final record would be at the end of the year? Uh, well, I thought they were going to lose this game yeah. on Sunday to Oakland. Um, I, I picked the Raiders just because I don't think that the Chiefs can win. It would be 10 in a row. Mm-hmm. I just I, That's insane in this league. Yeah, so – uh, I'm gonna stick with the lose a game, but with yeah. with the recognition that I was wrong about which game it would be, and now I'm gonna say it'll be at Baltimore. Okay, Bye. so so that would make them ten and six. Basically, the same logic as you. I feel like you know they're good enough; they ought to win all the rest of these games. You can't win that right. many in a row to end yeah. the season. Um, so I just sort of assume they'll lose one and they'll and they'll finish. What would that be? Ten and six. Right. Um, but I, which one? I don't know. The Baltimore one would make the most sense. Um, but it's, it's kind of weird because it, you've pointed this out a couple times, and really you could start with the Denver game. Each of the last three weeks you could say in succession has been a more impressive victory. Mm-hmm. It's become the most impressive victory of the season. Um, aren't they due to just not have it? Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. You know what's funny? And I, I've been on this bandwagon for a little while. The only team with a longer winning streak for several weeks now has been you know the Panthers. Other than that, the Chiefs are the hottest team in the NFL. Yep. I said this a week ago, Sam. We'll see if you're on board with me now. If the which team do you guys want? Well, which team do you guys think they have the Chiefs have the best chance of beating in the first round? So I was saying of those three, right? Of, uh, of, of Houston, Houston, Indianapolis, yep. and Denver. Those yep. those are the most probable, yeah. um, and they would all be on the road. Uh, Vahe, go. I got to think about it for a second. Which would they have the least or best chance of, of winning? I want to know. All right, I got Colts. Yeah. In order. You think they'll beat the Colts? <clears throat> I do. If they face the Colts, will they beat them? Yep. Uh, yes. Texans? I, I I think I would pick the Texans, but I wouldn't be like, that's not a hill I would die on. You know what I mean? Like, I think they would beat the Texans. I'd die on that hill. I would die on that hill before I picked them to beat Andrew Luck again. But I think going to, I don't know, I just – 
beating a team, the same team twice on the road in the same season. I know it was week one, um, but I, I don't know. I just think that's I, I would Who's pick the Chiefs, Hoyer? but not be yeah, it but not be a surprised. lot less than Andrew Luck does. I, I'm embarrassed. I don't know this, but why why Luck do we know those would be on the so road? Bad. He's why, hurt though. He why, he'll be back by the end of the year. I. I, after what happened last time, he's been so bad though. Yeah, I, he's saying he's. It's not like he stinks. Like he didn't. He didn't become like you know, name any Lions quarterback other than Stafford. Yeah, no, no, no. You know, like he's not terrible, Luck, but he's he was being really bad. He's. I don't want any piece of that. I'm not remind me, remind coach. me why these why these games would be why would they be on the road if they had better records? Because <laughs> AFC South teams, the division champs. Oh always yeah, get yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Home, home okay. field. There so, you go. Yeah. Okay. So would you? Uh, I don't. I don't like their chances at let's say Denver. I think you're right. The Houston thing is problematic to me. Twice on the same field, way different type of team. Uh, remember, that was a uh, a team they just they just kicked in the teeth, and I I think humiliated. And I, th- I maybe the revenge stuff doesn't really matter much in the playoffs, but I but I think there's a different edge to Houston for that game too. Um, I, I to me, I guess I do think the Colts would be the most winnable. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay, I agree. And and the problem with Denver out out of out of those six teams, and maybe I made this point the last time we talked about this, but out of those six teams, the Denver defense is the best unit. Or I'm sorry, I said out of those six teams, out of those three teams with six units, offense yeah. and defense, Denver's defense is the best. Absolutely. I mean, and, and and Denver's going to turn up for that game. Osweiler yeah. have games under his belt. Not trying to diminish a road win in the NFL at sure. all, but yeah. Peyton Manning was. Yeah. Just as bad as a quarterback can be in that game, and they were missing uh, Talib and who else were they missing? Yeah. It was another really good defensive player. Marcus Ware um, was it Ware? Yeah, Mil- Miller played. Chris Harris played, right? Yeah, Chris Harris. Um, so anyway, I mean that's that's th- going to th- be a th- tough. Th- game. Those are two big misses. So I, I I think that would be a really tough game. But I think they would beat Indianapolis. I think. They would beat Houston, but I'm not as sure about that one. Okay, okay, fair enough. And those are all the questions I've got for you guys today. But fortunately. My loyal followers on Twitter came through. Ask the A-Team hashtag. Thank you guys for your questions. We're going to answer them, too. I'm going to give you a shout-out in the air as we go through them. So, all right. First question I got today was from my man, Gene Pendekewski. Hey, man, if I'm pronouncing your name wrong, holler at me on Twitter. But uh, this is one of my favorite followers, man. I appreciate, uh, I appreciate uh, some of your questions. You've been good this year. He said, the Bailey injury is starting to get worrisome. Are we looking at this as a potential season ender for him? I'm the beat guy. I might as well answer this. I don't think so. I, th- I think Allen is excited to. Uh, I think Allen is excited to get back in the mix. I think he'll be back before the end of the year, and they need him too. Yeah. I was looking at the snap counts, man. Poe is back to carrying his ridiculous workload. He's still dealing with that back thing. It's time to uh, start rotating guys back in the mix. Jay Howard carried a lot of snaps too. Those big guys, they need rest. You know, Mike DeVito's dealing with the concussion now. I mean, they're going to need some more depth. So Nick Williams is going to play more. And when Alan Bailey gets back in the mix, that's going to help them a lot. Uh, but I am curious to know, like, do you think these guys have missed Alan Bailey up front? I do just because of the rest. I, I, I do I too. Think keeping those guys fresh is important. Um, and uh, I say that the rest is the first thing that comes to my mind. I think Alan Bailey is a really, really good player. Um, but I, I think that it sort of, uh, you know, just accumulates when, you know, I think Dontari Poe, is much better if you can get him, you know, twenty percent more rest. If he can really focus on his explosion and use his ridiculous by NFL standards, even uh, he. I mean, this is like old information. I looked it up. You know that Chargers game when he had that touchdown. But he is a three hundred and forty pound man who had a twenty nine and a half inch vertical leap at the combine. Are you kidding me? It actually kind of makes sense though, because like that 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 dead jump measures like your your lower body power and like if you look at Poe he's not like a sloppily built guy he's just a giant guy with like huge you know with a huge gluteus and big thighs and it's just power it's pure power so he's actually he's carrying a lot of weight but he carries it well but it's actually just like this he's got like so much muscle down there he can leap I mean it in a way it kind of makes because that's what that it's is a that's standing a, vertical I know, leap it's not a, a step it's a measure of I know. It's a measure of like lower body strength, you know, and that's why that made sense. Um, I can't believe that you're not blown away by. It. I, I understand I your logic. I am blown away by it, but, but it like, makes sense. How though, many 340 pound men do you think can jump 29 and a half inch inches off the ground just standing there? This guy's a freak, man. How many inches can you get off the ground? So when I was in high school, <laughs> uh, I knew this was coming from somewhere. 
He's like, I can't, uh, I can't even jump that myself. When, when I was in uh, high school, we, like high school basketball tryouts, uh, I think I think it was 28, my vertical leap. But that was with one step. And I remember this because my coach said, that's amazing for an unathletic white kid. <laughs> so I, I, do, I do remember that. But that was in high school. Probably now it's like 12. Yeah. <laughs> the only other thing I would add about, uh, about uh, Poe, and, and, and you guys said it in as many words really, but – um, does this cumulative effect stand out even more this year? How much are we not thinking about his back? Because that, I still can't really believe he got on the yeah, field he, as fast as he, he did. He fast-tracked it. He'll be under contract next year, though. He'll be a free agent after that. Um, he's going to need to have a better year to get paid you know, next year. And probably with a full off-season rest, it'll probably be fine. I mean, yeah. it, but, you know, but in terms of being ready for a postseason this year and stuff like that, I mean, they, they do have to cycle him down, don't they? Well, yeah. I mean, if, I would think. Yeah, yeah. I mean they're going to need him, and they they got to start getting Bailey in the mix here. they got to rotate these snaps up a little more. Um, but next question uh, is from my man, Country Boy 567. What's up, bro? Um, priority list of free agents – Who's resigned and who walks? So who who resigns and who walks? I got some names here, and we're gonna run through them real quick. Just yes or no, quick answer why. Will Derek Johnson be back in the Chiefs' new uniform next year? Yes or no? Ugh. I'm gonna say yes. Just it's hard to yeah. imagine him playing anywhere else. Exactly. It, you know, it's funny. I want to say yes for that reason, but I, I feel like the, 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 too often we see that not happen with sure. the guy. Absolutely. So I, I hope he is. Um, and I'll say, and look, he's he's playing well, isn't he? I mean, oh, he looks great. Yeah, he looks, this is pre-injury. Fabulous. Yeah. He last, looks awesome. Last yeah. couple of weeks, last especially. Weeks especially. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna great. I'm gonna say yes based on the fact that he looks great. And secondly, when I talked to Clark Hunt at last year's spring meetings, he seemed to have a fondness for Derek Johnson. Now Clark's a businessman. I get it, but it sounded like they would want to bring him back and make mm. sure he's a chief I, for his career. And you know what? Derek is really cheap by NFL standards. Like, mm-hmm. he got his deal and at a time. He's been a good soldier about it. You know, like, he deserves a nice little payday after everything he's given them on a, on a, on a you know, on a contract that he could have, you know, he should be, you know, you could argue that he deserves more than he's getting. So I, I think he'll be back, and they'll, I, I think the right thing to do would be to give him something, a nice little package to repay him for his years of service. How many more years does he play? Derrick Johnson loves football. I, I've asked him this a few times. I never got the sense that – I don't get the sense he's ready to, to retire. I don't I, either. I don't think he's even close to being ready. I, maybe, what, two more years, three more years? I mean, I, I think Derrick is not – Derrick is a smart guy who's thoughtful and could easily go do something else, but I think he wants to play. I think he, I think he's not ready for that next stage of his career. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom Bahali. Mm. I want to say no with the idea that D Ford (laughs) is ready, but that's not a fact at all. Um, I don't know how much longer Tomba wants to play. Yeah. Tomba's been dealing with that knee all year. Yeah. And there have been times this season where where there a a game or two in a row where you thought, I I just don't think he can go anymore. He's been outstanding for the last two months, though. But part of that is they've been really smart about – Resting him during the week, haven't they? Yeah, they that, have, that's and that's helped him. That's helped him. Uh, you know, Tomba's playing so well, it's kind of hard to imagine him not playing just because he's – guys never really retire on top, you know. Yep. It, they never retire until they're shot, shot. Uh, but that's going to be an interesting thing to monitor because Tomba's another guy. He likes his music. He yep. takes that real serious. He's into it, you know. He's got his artists. and He can move on to the next stage of his career. Just He's made more than enough money in his career. That would be something to monitor. Cause you I guys both don't know, know him way better than I do, but I do see him as the kind of guy who, who can say, yeah, that I, I've had my run and, that, and I've got my other interests. I, I see him as, as being passionate about football, but just as passionate about, yeah. you know, other other things. Yeah, I, I think Tomba. Yeah, I think Tomba really enjoys the sport and and everything that it does for him and all that stuff. But I don't feel that he doesn't seem to me a guy that like needs his addicted craves football the way that that yeah. some other people do. I, I could see him walking away. I, I totally agree with what you just said, Therese, about you know guys have a tendency to want to play uh, not just one year too long, but three years too long if they right. can instead of retire on time or one year too early. But I think Tomba is you know maybe an exception to that. I could see him walking away. So anyway, I didn't answer your question. I, I think that if he wants to play, um, I think the Chiefs 
I think they have to bring him back. I, I just don't think D Ford. He was terrible. Can we? I mean, just on, on Sunday against the Raiders. I, he. I watched him. I. I actually. I wouldn't. I think he's better. I think he was a little better because because the quick reaction was, oh my God, one tackle. He was a little more active than people want to give him credit for. I thought he threw his body around a little bit at times. But like, yeah, I mean, he played the most snaps. Well, he played like 95% of the snaps. Like, you want more than a tackle. But the one play he did make was a nice play. And, like, he actually was in on some plays where he didn't get a credit for the tackle. It was a, the, the fumble is what you're talking about. Yeah. And that, that was a good play, but Tomba got there first, I thought. Oh, yeah. No, he got but there. I, I just he, like, thought they closed they, it off. The Raiders yeah. were, like, pushing him around. They I were running like to his side. Yeah. He's got to do a better job of using that speed rush and converting that to power and actually getting into those pass rush moves. Like, there's no, there's got to be more violence with the hands. There's got to be a willingness to he, combo. He's not getting up. leverage. He's not. He's some, something's off because he's. It seems like from the start of a play on, he's basically out of it, um, unless he can find a way to work his way into it. And he, and he's not. I don't, I don't think he's delivering the blow. There's something to me that just seems a step off. He needs to. He needs to be better. But I don't think he was as bad as everybody thought. Um, one more guy. I think we covered Sean Smith pretty quickly. Uh, I mean, we 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 think he. Sh- yeah. We think he could be mm-hmm. right. All right. Um, Chase Daniel. He's going to want to get paid. Though. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, no doubt about that. Um, Chase Daniel. I think Chase is going to be looking for a chance to start somewhere. That's Yeah. That's what I think. Yep, I All do right. too. And I think the Chiefs, um, at some point you have to think that you, you – you have to be confident that you've brought somebody along that can start a game or two for you. And, and that's money. He's making a lot of money for a backup quarterback. Do, do they feel like that about Murray? Who do they feel like that about? Well, I think you have to feel like you have to have confidence in your yeah. own system. To well, and they also gave a little extension to Tyler Bray too. Yeah. So they've, they've spent years invested on these guys. Mm-hmm. One, after two years and three years for Bray, one of those guys got to be ready to carry the torch here. And, that, and Chase wants to start. Yeah, Chase thinks he's a star. And at the price they pay him, yeah, they 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 can't. They need that money elsewhere, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, it's they're, they're going to need that if they want to keep some of this together. So, all right, last one I'll do here, um, Eric Berry. Well, I tell you what, look at how he's playing, and look at it, it, it's not quite the same as the Derek Johnson effect, but 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 maybe it is when you add in add in the cancer. They, I, you would think they'd want him to be part of this organization. Yeah. Um, but that's just the sentimental guy talking here. I, I, I don't know what the finances of that are. I think um, uh, with or without the cancer, um, I, I think that Eric Berry is a guy that you want to keep around. He's a guy that you want to build around. Um, I, I think that he is a beloved and respected uh, figure in that locker room. Um, I think he does everything that you want your guys to do. Um, now, if he hits free agency and wants a huge contract or wants to, and I'm, I have no reason, this is pure speculation, or you know, wants to go to Atlanta or be closer to home yeah. or something like that, then I, that's something you maybe can't compete with. But I think the Chiefs should want him back. Yeah, I, there's a part of me that wonders what happens if Atlanta throws some big-time money at yeah. him. But I'll say this, though. I'll say this. I think Eric Boyd Barry. I hear he's a loyal guy. Mm-hmm. And his organization stood next to him through that cancer thing. They put him on the NFI list. They didn't take away any of his money, which they could have done. Mm-hmm. They stuck with him the whole way. He kept getting paid, everything he was supposed to get paid. Um, Justin Houston's one of his best friends. Justin Houston's going to be here a long time. Mm-hmm. He's beloved. Man, I, I, just, I guess I'd be surprised if he left. I, I think he'll be back, and I think they want him back. Especially with how good he's he should playing. want him back. He looks great. Um, I think he likes it here too. I, I think I might be. I'm willing to be naive on that, yeah, but I, I think that he likes Kansas City too. Like I think he really likes the Chiefs for all the reasons that, that you just said, Trez. But I also think I, I'm in on. I think he likes Kansas City. I, I think he likes how he was treated. I think he's you know he's involved in some charities. I think he's appreciative town. of it too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we got speed through some of these guys. Let's do um, it. Is Jer- from Todd Ruback. Is this is Jeremy Macklin the best Chiefs receiver ever? Combination of hands, speed, blocking, leadership, total package. So this is one of those like I don't want to like pretend like I know is this Jeremy something like I feel like it's a, a young person's question like Otis Taylor was yeah Otis Taylor you was know what I mean badass. like right uh, but like in the last in the last, last generation you know like yeah, since like, 1990 um, who was better than him. 
Dwayne Bowe led the NFL in touchdowns with Matt Castle as his quarterback. I would rather have this version of Macklin than that version of Bodo. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I think this version of Macklin is just awesome. I think this guy's in his prime. He's competitive. He talks. He gives him a real, like a real, not a fake edge, a real edge out there. Nothing he's doing out there is disingenuous. All that talking, all that competitiveness, that's real. And that, he's giving them a real swagger. Jeremy Macklin thinks he's the best receiver on – Jeremy Macklin thinks he's the best player on the field. And I think that's been good for him because he's helped give them some attitude. Yeah. And I, they needed that. So I can say the last 20 years, yeah, give me this version of Macklin or anybody we've seen since 94. It's hard for me to put it in the bigger context other than, like, understanding that who Otis Taylor was and, and some of the numbers you just talked about. But, yeah, but I, what I would – the only thing I can say is it's a little bit – reminds me a little bit of the Peters, only more dramatically, what how he's changed what this team is. To me, it doesn't really matter whether you'd consider him the, the, the best ever or anything like that. It's the, the guy they needed most right now, and I think you can say that pretty authoritatively. And I'll say this. Todd Ruback mentioned afterward that – uh, I think someone pointed out Otis Taylor to him, and he mentioned that, hey, in terms of longevity, being an icon Chiefs receiver, you know, Taylor gets the edge. Yeah. And I think Taylor deserves that respect. Yes, Taylor absolutely. deserves that respect. But of the guys we've seen yeah. since you were a kid, uh, yeah, got to be mad. Dwayne Bowe is the closest thing, and, and I know that how terrible Dwayne Bowe is now and, and how much he <laughs> went down after he signed that contract. You know, bless his heart. Yeah, and I, I, I like yeah, Dwayne. I, 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 like I, I him, do too. But, but yeah. uh, I, I think that diminishes – in our minds how good he was before all of that and um i look i, I think macklin um is a better player i think he's certainly a better all-around player um but i i don't think that it's as much of a blowout as it feels like right now when Dwayne Bo can't get true. on the field with the browns that's probably true. you know that's probably true. he led the league in touchdowns with matt castle as his quarterback I mean, that, that's, <laughs> that's, that's pretty, pretty yeah. incredible that, that that's that's a pretty good point all right speeding on through here um Let's see. Hmm. This is an interesting question. To Alex Smith's recent success, this is from uh, Alexis Sandoval, another one of my faithful readers. How much of that is pointing in the direction of offensive coordinator Doug Peterson? Now, that's a pretty interesting question because on Sunday, on Monday, um, Andy Reid really went out of his way to give love to Doug Peterson and some of his assistants. Um, and he said, this is what he said. He was like, uh, yeah, sure, I told you the coordinators and Doug. Um, unfortunately, they get pushed under the bus a little bit because I'm an offensive guy. Um, and he said, I don't want to slight him at all. We've got great communication there. I have full confidence in Doug calling plays. If I get into a slump, he jumps in. Then he also gave love to Brad Childress, who I think helps out with these game plans too. So uh, the honest to God truth there is that Andy Reid's calling these plays. He installs the plays in meetings. And this, I mean, this is Andy's deal. Andy enjoys doing it. But I think he really trusts Chile. I think Childress helps out. And I think, I think Peterson has helped with the, with the, with the quarterbacks. Like you see him on the sideline. He's talking to the quarterbacks and stuff. Um, and I, I think he helps there. And, like, I think also Doug knows what Andy likes. Andy knows. Right. You know, he, right. He's been with him long enough. that they, that they That's a real team effort, I think. Well, yeah, and that's a tough – that's probably almost an imperceptible thing when you add that element in there because Doug knows what Andy likes, so they play into that together. But I do wonder – I guess we don't really know this, or maybe you guys do – when they sit down and just kind of create the game plan as if it's in one sitting. I don't really know how they do it. But how much is is Andy just you know throwing down bolts of lightning and how much is there real talk and consultation? I would think – I would think they'd be talking about it and – yeah, there's you know, systematically doing it. I, I don't I don't get but, the sense Andy's shoving people out of the way saying we're doing it my way. I, I, I think I it's think collaborative. A, yeah, I think there's a good respect between those guys. I mean, I, I think, you know, we're all guessing here on, on a lot of this stuff. Um, you know, I think in general, Doug Peterson is much more of the assistant offensive coach than he is the offensive coordinator, you know, in, in the literal, you know, meaning of that term. But um, I, I don't I, I assume that it's all collaborative. I think Andy's being – you know, a good leader and, and giving his guys credit. Um, but I, I just, we, we don't know. We don't know yeah. which plays Andy is exactly. calling. Exactly. We'll never which know. Plays Peterson's calling. We'll never know. All, all we know is that Andy calls a play. He gives it to Doug, who relays it to the quarterback. That's what they say. That's, that's what Andy told me in August. That's how the chain of command goes. 
for our excellent um, Lisa, because I had to report that out for our excellent uh, Chiefs preview section. Um, but so hopefully, I actually got some good feedback on that graphic about how a play gets called. So I think some of you guys did read that. And I got, I got one more question, and that'll be that for the Ask the Eighteen portion of our podcast. Um, this is from Richard Bolter. Denver excluded due to Peyton being hurt. Does this team have the ability and confidence to go into a big team stadium and win down the stretch? I think so. I In mean, the playoffs. I, yeah, I, you think- I, I do. I think they can. Look, I. As, it's funny once you start thinking about specific matchups, it's kind of okay. Who could they be? Who they wouldn't? But in a, just sort of this broad sense, I think they're a playoff team, and and I think they're pretty good. I think they are now the team that we sort of thought they'd be before the yeah. season. And if if you throw out the record, which it's not really going to matter because they're going to if they're in the playoffs. So, so what about the record? I, I think we still are bogged down a little by the five losses. The one and five thing, I think, still makes you think there's a big trap door there. But, <laughs> but I think they're pretty good. I think they're pretty good. So I, I, I would not be shocked to see them win it, it, more than one playoff game. I, I, That's I, that trap door. Yeah. By the way, this is one of my favorite KC stats. And Sam, Sam threw this at me in, in some of my early briefing when I got here. But the idea that the Chiefs and Royals have never been in the playoffs in the same year. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. It, it, it's it's totally fascinating, and and look, maybe it's destined to not happen. They'll collapse down the stretch, but I, I think we're going to have that. I think they're good enough. Um, I don't know that I would pick it. I, I think that there's like three or four really good teams in the NFL, yeah. and then I think there's a <clears throat> excuse me, and I think there's probably three or four really crap yeah, teams, and then there's whatever twenty four others that are like the Chiefs. Um, I, I think the difference is going to be this is a complete oversimplification, right? But I guess that's what we do. Um, it, it 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 matters if they can score. If when they are tied or down two or down four, and they get the ball at the thirty, can they go seventy yards and get a touchdown? And and now we're getting back to Alex Smith, and and I think that's so much of it. I, I think Alex, like I said, I, I watched all these dropbacks of his, and I think that he's playing as well. He's playing better than he ever has, at least with the Chiefs. And I don't know enough about how he was with the 49ers. Um, but I think that he's mixing in some shots downfield. There's still some plays that he's leaving on the table or whatever, but um, he's protecting the ball. Um, he is going downfield, which uh, you know reminds me of the conversation we just had about Jeremy Macklin. Uh, I think he's playing better than he ever has in Kansas City. I think they can win. Um, I don't know that I would pick it, but um, you know, there's really other than at Foxborough. Is that the question? Basically, can they win in Foxborough? Can they yeah, win in Cincinnati? Can they Cincinnati? win in the divisional round? Um, I, I'd like their chances better um, at Cincinnati than I would at yeah, New England, I, just for more like you know intangible reasons. But I, I, they could. I, I wouldn't pick it, but they could. I think what they end up doing is I think they I think they get that first playoff win in 20 years or something. I think they're on track to do that, and I think they end up losing like a close game in the divisional round that sets up super high expectations next year. Mm-hmm. Like the goal next year is going to be to go to Super Bowl. That's what it needs to be. I think that's what the season's building toward, and I'm going to stay with that. I think that's where we're at unless yeah. they lose two of these next four games for some reason. So, okay, appreciate all the questions. About to wrap this thing on up here, but first we've got a little housekeeping to do. Listen now, you like your Chiefs news. This team's 7-5, and five, won six in a row. I need you guys to go down and download this Red Zone Extra app. This is a Stars Chiefs app. Get it right to your phone. My stuff, Vahe stuff, Sam stuff on the Chiefs. We're putting in extra effort. Go ahead and download this app. Read, get, your, get your Chiefs news. Be informed. Be the smartest dude at the water cooler. Right? Who are we kidding? You know, you got you to gotta get your Chiefs news. My man Sam's over here. He's watching tape. He's watching coaches' film. Y'all know I do that. Sam's watching coaches' film to get y'all, you know, some real insight. You know, uh, you wanna you can parrot these opinions and be the smartest dude at the water cooler. <laughs> y'all need to y'all need to holler at that. So again, Red Zone Extra, iTunes, holler at it for real, guys. It's been a pleasure. I want you to plug your stuff now, Vahe. How can people read you? What's your Twitter handle? It's at v Gregorian, v like Victor. Gregorian like chance <laughs> at that's it uh that's that's all I got all right Hannibal uh Murdoch let's go <laughs> how, how can people read Sam Mellinger online I'm trying to get more people on my Facebook page by the way oh, you I know what shout out to that. my name yep uh 
Not not the one where uh, there's like a little boy and a little girl in the profile picture because that's my personal Facebook page. That's me and my wife when we were in eighth grade, actually. Uh, but there's a journalist one. Uh, please go to that. Um, but if you're a Twitter man, then at Mellinger. Absolutely. Or a woman. What is the I don't want to be sexist. The, what's your Facebook professional page? Just Sam Mellinger. Right. I should probably think of something more. No, that's, no, that's, fine. that's good. Yeah. And if you, I, I've got a Facebook page as well, TPKC Star. Uh, I, I upload all of my stories of that, and uh, you know, if you follow me on Facebook and you go on there, you can read all my stories that way. That's an easy way to read them all. So I, I encourage you guys to do that. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Therese Paler. Um, yeah, most of you guys do that already, but I want you to keep doing it. One more reminder: we're looking for name suggestions for this podcast, and I want a sponsor. I want you to holler at me, and it might, uh, it might. Uh, yeah, that's that's a big deal to me. I mean, that's gonna be my personal goal, other than continuing my fine coverage of this team over the last month. I want to sponsor for this podcast because it's uh it's a good one and uh, we have a lot of fun with it. Uh, last thing, I want you to rate and subscribe on iTunes. Find Sports Beat KC on iTunes. Give us a review, rate it, and I want you to subscribe to it. We're gonna get these numbers up because the last thing I do. Thanks for listening, guys. We all love you. Somebody hit our music. Thank you, Kevin McLeod. Badass outro. Let's go.